My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. Hi, I'm Jamie, Jeff, Sean, and Rachel, and welcome to episode 35. We're getting old. Today we are, we are getting old. Today we're talking about Abraham, Gilgamesh, and Aunt Agnes. Aunt Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie, Auntie, whatever. There's only one G. It's Sagalaga. Shakalaka. Sk- Sagagnus. Sagagnus. Sagagameshaham. That's today's episode. Sagagameshaham. Yep. We got some news. So, yeah, lots this of is really news. awkward. Like, some segue. Awesome news. We were like so good last yeah. month with segues. Well, I mean, Stop they were the said. Uh, <laughs> some of you guys ran out. Good they were, but <laughs> we, we news. Out of them. New we news. news. We got some new news. Otherwise, new it news. Be called news. Like, like you know, old news. Like, doesn't make sense. News. Is it news you like an acronym? Is it news actually an acronym? I have uh, no idea. Uh, I, thought, I thought it was no. like an acronym that became a real word. I think you made that. I'm up. gonna Google it. <laughs> Google it. Please stand by while Sean Googles yes. news to see if it's an acronym. <laughs> It means north, south, east, west, apparently. Actually, that would be north, east, west, south. I don't care. I can't spell. We have a newly... We have. They have. There is a newly redesigned House from Hell page. And, uh... Okay. <laughs> like playing Jeopardy for a minute. In the form of a question. Random House has a new uh, Flamel page for the book series with, uh... A little nod to us, actually, which was a nice little thing to see. It's very cool. Yeah. I mean, we've been kind of the official. I mean, not really kind of. We have been the official fan page for over a year. What, since the the Necromancer came out? Yeah, so over a year, year and a half. And um, uh, Random House has has finally given us a little link to us from their Flamel page. And uh, their newly designed Flamel page, which is very cool looking. And... um, you guys should go check it out. Portal, of course. Well, you know. <laughs> We're a little biased there, Sean. But yeah, I mean, you know, though we'd like to thank them for that. And um, yeah, see our, our, our let's, let's see our numbers skyrocket. <laughs> We're going to get a billion hits next month. It's going to crash the server like Baltimore. Exactly. So anyway. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of uh, the new page on Random House's website. There's some other new. Exactly. Yeah. What's it called, Sean? Vampires of Vegas. Yeah, I said vampires. (laughs) Old school. Billy, Billy, Billy the Kid, and the Vampires of Vegas. Yeah. Vampires with a Y. Yes, with a Y. With a Y. With a little nod. It's a little nod to uh, another another book that uh, that Mike wrote. 
So he hasn't, been able to spell that. he hasn't been able to spell vampires for a while then. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> he would the say, well, I mean, he, he would say that that's one of the earlier spellings. Alchemist is spelled with a Y too. I mean, he's just got this thing for he Y's. He likes Y better. It's because if I. he if he writes an I, he has to dot it with a little heart, and that's just unprofessional. <laughs> I like Y better. I like Y better than most anything. <laughs> Alrighty then. I can't wait to read the story. I'm very excited about it. it. Sounds, okay, I'm excited. First of all, it sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, Billy the Kid and vampires in Vegas. I mean, come on. Yeah. I wonder what time it's going to be set in, though. Like, what kind of time frame and all that? I mean, it's going to be relatively... Oh, yeah, like how long? I think it ago? would have to be relatively yeah. modern based on, like, the rest of the series being so ancient. But right. Billy the Kid's not that old. Yeah, well, relatively if you look at it's true. Last, but, yeah, but look, if you look at the last um, short story was set back in, you know, Joan of Arc's time. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying we're not going to go back like several hundred years. You know, we're only going to go back what, maybe, maybe 150, if that. Yeah. If that. Yeah. And, and you know, who knows? Who knows when? No, yeah, yeah. You never know. Time period is going to be. You know. But uh, yeah, it's very interesting and uh, a lot longer than the last uh, short story as well. I think the last one was what 12 pages or something. Death of Joan of Arc. Yeah, and this one is uh, 50 pages. Yes. So it's I a love, lot longer. Uh, it is a lot longer, and I love getting these little st- these short stories in between, you know, the, the book releases. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Keep Couldn't them coming. A better time to do it. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. I'd like to see more. Speaking of more. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking vote, of speak- more, vote. We need more votes. <laughs> we always need more votes. <laughs> we do need more votes. Because <laughs> we don't have any yet. So thanks to your nominations, we uh, made it into the podcast awards again this year, and now Yay. we need some votes. So go vote a billion times, billion Mas- and a half. Mask times. your IPs, do whatever you got to do. Vote a million times. Hey now, we do if not we encourage not cheating in any way. Dedicated Pink. to the secrets of the immortal. Now we will go off the air. Vote early and often. <laughs> I've made that threat a long time. Exactly, all the time. Once a day. <laughs> Daily voting. And speaking of doing things again this year. Multiple, Jeff? Really? Already? <laughs> <laughs> we have another game coming out. Anyway, let's talk about the quest, Sean. Yeah, so we got another quest coming out called the Ether. Oh, cool. The Ether. The Ether. Uh, I'm not going to have this out with you. Potato, potato. <laughs> potato, potato. Either way you really want to say it. Either way I want to say it. Either way. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, is the, it is the third part of the you know series that isn't really a series because you don't really need to play the other ones. There's no actual storyline. But hey, we like to think there is. <laughs> we pretend there's a story. <laughs> and as the last of... As the as the last installment ended with you finding your way into Shibalba, this this yep. installment involves you essentially finding your way out. Wow. Yes. You know, or, or through. Through. I suppose through is a little more appropriate. Yeah. Um, yeah, through. And it's got the same great puzzles that you all know and hate and love to hate and <laughs> hate us. And hate us for them, but hey. Make us scream at you through our computer screen. Is what That's we what do. we're here for. Exactly. Hopefully this one will be a little easier on you. Um, Makes life interesting. It's got it's got exactly. some different controls. It's got some different uh, 
different types of puzzles to to sort through and some new it's be epic graphics. Awesome. awesome, awesome. It is. So play it and tell your friends to play it. Awesome, awesome. Yep. And then tell your friends to tell your friends to play it. Yes, we'll get a pyramid. And they'll tell two friends, and they'll tell two friends, and yeah, we'll all play it. And so on, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) We hope we hope to get more than twelve finishers this year. (laughs) Let's get because we did so much better the first year, and that was a harder game than we thought. Hey, we thought Jeff and I. You thought. There's the qualifier. You thought. We should never be in charge of this Sean. Because I can't, find, I can't even find my way back through my maze. We're horrible judges of what's easy. I can't find my way through my own maze at this point. <laughs> I forget where the rooms were. Awesome. Emails. Emails. Yay. We got some. Hey guys, so I was just wondering what you guys knew about the Scatty short story that Michael had talked about before on the forums. I think it's titled The Shadow's Debt. Do we know when it's coming out or what it's all about? Thanks, Abby. P.S. You guys are great. Keep up the good work. We are great. Well, well, Abby. (laughs) It just so happens. (laughs) There's a Scatty short story coming out. Yeah, no, um, really, we're we're not sure if if uh, I, I know Michael had said the shadows debt was the name of it. And I'm, I'm not sure if this story be, you know, came from that one or not, but um, you know, obviously this story is involving scatty in it. And uh, I don't know, we may still see the shadows debt at, at some point. I hope so. It'd be great. I mean, I'm all for the more short stories, the better. <laughs> I agree. And now I am about to read you a novel. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! <clears throat> Story time. Really? Let me, water, let me grab Everyone my blanket. Let me get some water here. And, uh... remember, remember, Sean, Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Irish, Irish wristwatch. wristwatch. It's the worst Irish wristwatch. It is. She sells seashells. <laughs> Two three-fers in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Moses are roses. I'm reading ahead. Supposedly and erroneously. <laughs> Moses supposes his toes are roses. But Moses supposes erroneously. Moses, he knows his toes aren't roses. Oh. What a deep, dark document. <laughs> Moses supposes his toes are be. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. Anyway. Right. <clears throat> now that I'm all warmed up, this is a two-page email that I'm about to awesome. read. Yay. For Hello, all. My name is Ian. Murden173. Mer as in merman and din as in dinner. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce 173. He did not specify. On the forums, from Connecticut, the Shadow Realm of Kronos. I'm fairly new to both the forum and the podcast, but I have been a fan of the books for almost five years. As I am writing this, I'm listening to the last podcast I have before I am caught up. Refu the Magic Dragon. By the way, I love the punny titles you come up with. The first thing I'm going to tackle is that Sophie and Josh are the original twins. I like this guy. When I first saw it proposed on the forums, reading two pages of post, it instantly felt right. Looking at the prophecy, it says the two that are one. We are all thinking, except for you people who think it refers to Exclamber, the two refers to Sophie and Josh, the two twins. What if instead of the two refers to the two sets of twins, the original twins and the twins of legend? That way, the two sets of twins are actually just one set of twins. 
I keep saying twins. And then another part, the two that are one must become the one that is all, refers to the training of Sophie and Josh, without which they couldn't destroy Danu Talis and be the original twins. I'm doing air quotes. We're on the radio. Then the part that states one to destroy the world, one to save it, this could refer to the two sets of twins. The original twins destroy the world of Danu Talis, and the twins of legend save the world of the Humani. Both referring to the same event, the sinking of Danutalus. The reason the original twins aren't referred to as Humani is that Isis and Osiris are there and calling Sophie and Josh their children, even though I don't believe they are. Therefore, the other elders will think Josh and Sophie are also elders. A reason why in the Danutalus parts of the Warlock there is no mention of the Sun and Moon twins is that Josh and Sophie haven't arrived from the future until after Aten betrays the city. The second theory is the Josh is Marefu theory because Josh is Marefu. He yelled enough. <laughs> I, also, <laughs> I also didn't think of it until reading the forum, but with all the evidence laid out, it is irrefutable in my opinion. So go Sean and all the other supporters. Michael has said nothing is in the series without purpose, so why would it be mentioned that the Pleistine Shadow Realm had no snakes if it wasn't important? And why would Marefu hide his face if he wasn't afraid of being recognized? too soon for his purposes. Also, I do not believe that Sophie has to die or that Josh, excuse me, Marethew, is going back to save her. Rather, I think he is going back to redeem himself in his eyes for failing, betraying his sister. Who's to say she isn't in the future living out her life while he is jumping around time? I think he only has to go back the once because it has already happened. The others have told Josh that Marethew has done, so he knows what has to be done. At this point, Chris's head has exploded. This is mostly because I believe. <laughs> yeah, that is why. Yeah, that explains why she's not here. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is mostly because I believe in the Nokimov self consistency principle. Okay. okay. <laughs> that just made my head explode. <laughs> I think uh, I heard so Sean, what, about that. I like once. time travel. <laughs> Which basically states that any effects of time travel have already occurred, making paradoxes impossible. An example of this is in The Prisoner of Azkaban from Harry Potter. Harry and Hermione go back to save – spoilers! Harry yeah. and Hermione go back to <laughs> save Buckbeak and Sirius, who have already been saved by Harry and Hermione. We know they have been saved because Harry also saves himself from the Dementors, which we see from both perspectives. That is a bad explanation. Go to Wikipedia. As to the magic is imagination stuff. I think that when Shakalaka, as Jeff calls her, tells Sophie that there is no such thing as magic, I got the impression that it is a fact not well known. Therefore, people learn the elemental magics because they think they have to. They do not believe that if they just imagine a breeze blowing that it would not work unless they learned air magic. If you need any clarification on my hodgepodge of stuff, I can send some, but my laptop is dying, so I should send this soon. Can't wait for the Oracle Awards. I hope Zephaniah wins something. Sincerely, Ian. P.S. Whenever you say something about the elders being one big happy family, I imagine them singing We Are Family, which is mildly amusing when they look human like Zephania, Mars, and Prometheus. But when Bastet and Arapanop start singing together, it's downright hilarious. P.P.S. Thank you for introducing me to the music of Enter the Haggis. I've downloaded a couple of their songs, and I'm loving them. P.P.P.S. I pity whoever had to read that. Me too. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, No, Ian, I I don't think we need you to clarify any of your hodgepodge stuff. Please don't. You clarified (laughs) it quite nicely. (laughs) 
in your you win extremely... an award for longest e- <laughs> didn't the email I... although I do like the idea yeah, of we are family among the elders yeah. that sounds kind of, that is a funny image oh, take it away Sean so what do we well, let's take uh, <laughs> paragraph by paragraph here um, yeah I don't know I mean Connecticut. everything oh Connecticut you're just south of me in Massachusetts. We like punny titles too. Sophie and Josh, the original twins. Way to go. Let's move on. Josh and Matthew, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no argument. He was channeling Jamie there. <laughs> uh, magic is imagination stuff. I agree with him on that. On that. I, I think I was saying that when we were talking about it too, is that people might not know that it's that they must just assume they have to. And that kind of puts that block on the imagination type of thing. Right. Like you have to accept it as fact before it can happen. Exactly. And I don't remember. Did Zephania win anything? It was only a month ago, but no, no, I don't think she did. So So you'll have to, you'll have to vote next year and get your friends to vote. Even though we had more votes than ever, but no, thank you very much for the email because even though it was long, we love emails. Yes. It was quite the opposite. And of course, we all know Josh is Marathia. Well, yeah. <laughs> not even going to go there. I'm not dignifying that with respect. All right. Fine, fine. Going to go down fine. in flames. With you. <sighs> That's a whole other podcast we already did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have one final email. This is like wicked short in comparison. Yeah, yeah it, is. it is wicked short. And it is from. Matt and he says hello guys just to the guys I guess yeah Matt here or death Matt killer on the forums so I just returned from Paris and I went to Nicholas Flamel's home and as I said before it is now a restaurant but also by request you guys said I should call from the restaurant and get the waiter to say something well I did one better and I got the head chef to send you guys a little message I'm going to be attaching the auto I know the audio file to this email because I don't have Skype in Paris. So I hope you enjoy. And there is a quick message from me on the same file. I thought of another question for you guys. What would you be willing to give up for the powers of time like Kronos or the other elders? That's awesome. And love the show. Wow. He he actually, he actually got the head chef to send us a voice message. Actually has a voice. I think so. Cool, that's awesome. We do. Do we want to play the voicemail now? Or, or, or answer his question? Do we want to answer the question There's first? A question? Let's answer the question. <laughs> what would you be willing to give up for My the feet. powers of time, like Kronos or My other feet. elders? Why not? Um, <laughs> My cell phone. I would I give up my little give up. toe. I'd give up back hair. <laughs> give up my back I'm not going to... Yeah. You know, it's something I'm not going to miss. You know? I would give up... I would give up extraneous <laughs> body fat around the midsection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. I mean, if given the exactly. choice, you know, if he didn't care what he got, I mean, you know. Right. Um, no, I would not be, uh, like, I, w- I wouldn't give up the, my eyes. That doesn't, doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me you at all. <laughs> you certainly wouldn't give up your right hand. No, of course not. I would make you give up your mouth so we didn't have to listen to you anymore. I would make you give up Gmail. <laughs> Could you make out any of that? No. You're, you're, you're no Jeff Donham. I, no. I said I could learn 
burned and talked through my nose. Satcom. Let's play that voicemail. Because <laughs> we took that question seriously. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Do we take anything seriously? Good point. All right. <sighs> On that note, here's the voicemail. Uh, hello, I'm um, I'm talking from Auberge Nicolas Flamel. I'm the head chef of uh, Auberge Nicolas Flamel's oldest house in Paris. My name is Alan. I'm just to tell everybody hello, and I am with. I'm with Matt uh, tonight. He had good dinner, I hope so, in uh, in the at uh, Nicolas Flamel, Nicola Flamel house, and I hope see you very soon uh, in this place, uh, this magic uh, and every everything beautiful here, nice. Uh, see you later. Bye bye. You very much. <laughs> you thank you for dinner too. Very good. Hey guys, um, that was it's me, Matt, and uh, that, that was uh yeah, I'm here in Paris at his restaurant. Um. So yeah, as I've been here, I uh, actually visited our good old friend uh, Saint Germain's uh, church that he has here. Uh, I've been hanging out next smell. He has uh, all the signatures, all the books, and actually in the in the restaurant, it's very very cool. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, good job, guys. And I actually have a question for you this uh, this time. Um, hopefully, I can stump you got one of you guys again. Um, so, if you were in the situation that either Josh or Sophie's in, and you had to decide to either um, destroy or you know, try to save the world, what do you think you would do if it meant to uh, control your future or would you try to save Donatalis? Um, so, yeah, uh, hope to, hope you guys uh, enjoy this and uh, have a great day. See ya. That was awesome. That was awesome that he that he did that and sent us, you know, got the head chef to come out and send us a He wins an Oracle too. So. Best voicemail. Absolutely. Yeah, we have the coolest fan. That is ever. an awesome fan. Yeah, we need to have an, an Oracle for uh for Matt there for that. That would be cool. So uh, what about his question? Yeah, what about his question? Um yeah. Uh, Kill them all. <laughs> I would totally <laughs> I would totally sink the island, of course. Absolutely. I would as well. Yeah. I would rule it with an iron sink it. <laughs> I would rule an it with an hook. iron hook. An iron hook? <laughs> A stone hook. Sean is Marethew. That's right. Sean is Marethew. Who told you? <laughs> that's why you've never seen. That's why you can never see my face unless you look on the I guess. portal page. <laughs> unless you look. Watch me eat unless a giant candy page. bar. I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my picture so, on right. about page is a Harry Potter reference. Well, a very Potter musical reference. I was going to say, it's yeah, not really, <laughs> but sort of. It's better than the real thing. Okay, more voicemail? More voicemail. Our next voicemail is from Sasha. Hi, this is Sasha, obviously. This is my account after all, so um, I was wondering if you could go back in time, because you seem to be talking a lot about time travel these days. Where would you go... Who would you see, and what would you do? Oh, that's all. Bye. Keep up the great podcast. I would go what back to the question? old west. I was I was gonna say I'd get in a. <laughs> do you know Dorian. in a couple of years? <laughs> the year no. that no listen in a couple of years. Okay. The year that Back to the Future went back to to like 1984 went, or whatever went it was. Forward. Yeah. Yeah. When when they went back in time to the old uh, to like the 50s or whatever. The yeah. movie was made that long ago. It was made 50 years ago? No. Like, well, 
in like the movie was made in like 1984, and they what went back to like they went back to 1954. So in a couple of it, years, Back to the Future will be just as old as the time period as, they traveled back to in the movie. I got oh, it. Oh, that. I'm following you now. Well, like, what was the year they went forward to? Yeah, 2015, I think. Yeah, so that's more that's more important. The future that the the, the oh, dates no. coming up that they went to. Why are we talking about Back to the Future? Okay, <laughs> I said I was What's going on? I want a hoverboard. I don't so, even know what the question was. Someone repeat the question for me. Um, if you could go anywhere back in time or forward in time. All right. Obviously. Where would you uh, go and what would you do? You would. I, I would. You would do. I would go back in time because. Knowledge is power, and if you know everything that's happened, yeah, you go back in time, and and you can, you know, you can like win the not win the lottery, but you know, you can't really go back in time. Well, yeah, that would create a paradox. Any particular place back in time? Yeah, sure. Just back in time. I would go to yesterday, or just back in time. I would travel I would back in time. I would travel back in time forty-eight seconds. I would go back to before we recorded this podcast and do it better. <laughs> <laughs> I would go back three years and to our first podcast and, and, not, do it and not take part in a Harry Potter quest. <laughs> not mean any of you. Do you know how productive I would be at work? <laughs> <laughs> I would see if the whole Arthur thing was real. Because why not? Oh, yeah. Sure. I think I'd want to go into the future. Spoilers. Just, just to see what happens. <laughs> I would disguise my time machine. Yeah, as but what if you box. don't like it? What if you don't like it? Well, there's no like, guarantee it'll end up that way. So. What, if go, what if you go to the future? You're like, I'm going to go a thousand years in the future. And you get there and Earth's gone. And you're like floating in space. And then you're what dead. That would then? be pretty awesome. And then you're I dead. Space. Yeah, but then you're dead because you're floating in space. Don't I hate air. it when that happens. Yes. You're dead. <laughs> then I would turn a space capsule into a time machine. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's kind of backwards. Then your time machine into yeah. space <laughs> Whatever. I hate you. All right, moving on. Do we have any more voicemail? Uh, we have one more from a mystery caller. Mystery. Mystery. Name that sound. Hey, Portalcasters. This is Hitman JLS on the forums. Just want to call in and complain that uh, Jeff did not give out enough. Uh, you don't know what I got on the last episode, and. Uh, kind of disappointing you buddy you need to step up your game a little bit sean you could try being a little more sarcastic you know you're 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 you're, you're slumping man you're slumping uh jamie love you you're beautiful chris ditto peace i love that guy hey buddy that was just I'll tell you lies that <laughs> <laughs> buddy i'm gonna tell you something right now look look you don't know what i got okay you don't know what I got. <laughs> that was the best call we've ever got. <laughs> and we've officially gone off the deep end because Jeff is talking to himself. <laughs> so that 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 redneck can go back in the holler. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh yeah, just having a little fun. <laughs> See, if more people called in, we wouldn't have to play Jeff calling into our own voicemail. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> calling into calling into talk for you. myself. 
Yeah. I like talking to myself sometimes. So, we had a poll this month. We did. Why do you think Aunt Agnes is so well-respected? She's Abraham's wife. She watches. She is a first person her age. The answer is a pretty strong witness. <laughs> she is Abraham's wife. Yeah, oh, that's, that's what I would say. Is, interesting. That's what I would say. I think that's what I voted for. Yeah. I think I voted for she watches. That just makes her creepy, not respected. Yeah. I don't respect the guy in the van outside my house. No. There's a guy in the van outside your house? No, because she watches and she has all this knowledge. That's why she's respected, because she knows all this stuff from watching. Sean, it's it's me. Huh. <laughs> I don't respect creepy vampires that watch teenage girls sleep either. <laughs> That's a whole other book. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I agree. She's uh, Abraham's wife. I agree with the listeners because yeah. Abraham is oh, okay. pretty well respected or feared. Yeah. Yeah, I actually thought it was you know, the combination of she watches in her age, the fact that she's seen so much over the years. Well, yeah, I don't know they, they don't because to think about it, she is much younger. She is much younger than any of the elders that are at that thing. You know, not not okay, not all the elders, but most of the yeah. elders that are at. The, she is much younger than them. If she's a first person, I mean, there all of them were there and alive on Dan's house and everything, so it couldn't be her age because she's younger than most of the people that are there. No, um, the first person like, thing, I'm not sure why they don't be have scared of, of the first people. Um, so the only ones for me is like the watches, um, but Abraham's wife is really what what tips it for me. I don't think Abraham was all that respected, though. He seemed like he was more no, but he was. Yeah, and, and you know, fear I think I've said this before. Yeah, I think before, you know, you can't, you can hardly ever have respect without, you know, a little bit of fear involved in it. So, yeah. That's true. Come on. What do you think Abraham's Emerald Tablet said to Josh? Our first response is from Kate, and her location is underground. Zombie! That is a little creepy. <laughs> um... And her response is, who said Josh gets a tablet? He ditched the good side. No tablet for him. No tablet for you. But uh, didn't it say, didn't it say in the book that, that, that's just something about. Yeah, I think. Agnes didn't Agnes. Yeah, I think Aunt Agnes said she had one for Josh, but he wasn't there. Agnes said she had one for Josh because they weren't sure. They didn't see that specifically because there are choices that influence things. So they weren't sure which one of them was going to be there. So he definitely had one. He definitely got yeah. one. Well, okay. There is something. one yeah. that was written for him, whether he gets it or not, who knows. So, but uh, our next response is from Jack from Minnesota. Probably one of the very few that actually lists a real location <laughs> for where they are. Good for you. I applaud uh, that. Exactly. I think that it said the same thing as Sophie's tablet, except with Josh's name instead of Sophie's. Interesting. Which... It's possible if they, you know, couldn't tell who was going to be what position, they would have wanted possibly to say the same things. So, yeah. Our next one comes from Al. Awesome. What the heck was that? Lily. Your ankle, Sean. Okay? Lo- Lily's location's about to bite <laughs> your ankle. Oh. Al, what the heck? Lily or Durano on the forums is about to bite your ankle. So watch out for Yours, that. My, my ankle or your ankle? Her response is, I think that Abraham's tablet to Josh said about the same thing as Sophie's with maybe a few differences, such as the name and some minor details like, why? Because it's what I think. 
Never underestimate the power of stink. <laughs> Not to be confused with the power of stink. That's pretty strong. <laughs> Why is everybody but, under uh, the table? Yep. Oh my I god. Everybody's hiding from us. <laughs> <laughs> They're scared of us, I guess. Are they afraid of us? We're not that scary. So the next one is from Naomi. Location, look under your kitchen table. It's on the other Ooh, side I'm going to have to do house. that when I get out there. Um, yeah. And she says, honestly, I, I honestly don't know, but I'm going to guess that he will save the world. Ah. Okay. Very. Very interesting. Our next response is from Aria and location Alagicia, which <laughs> wrong book series. But anyways, <laughs> response. Um, <laughs> close to the same thing Sophie Come said. Come on, Everybody guys. Seems to think it says the same thing. It's got to be said. different, wouldn't you think? Interesting. I think. I think it'd be a little, at least a little different. I would think so yeah. because Sophie's. I mean, Sophie speaks to her about Josh. So. I mean, I, there might be right. some similarities. Uh, next response is from Olivia, and she is on Alcatraz taking a chance to charge my aura after battling the monsters. And uh, her response is, hmm, another good question is that whether he actually wrote him a letter, which we just answered that, or showed him something else like on Perry's tablet. Oh, well, I guess we didn't answer that. Oh, okay, yeah. too soon. <laughs> if it was a letter… I think that it would ask Josh if he was prepared to fight against the Dark Elders and if he's willing to do anything for his sister, despite his newfound jealousy towards Sophie, plus the fact that Abraham would be trying to convince Josh that the Dark Elders are the ones he should be fighting against and that he was right for choosing to side with Nick and Perry, not D. Interesting. That's a good point. That his tablet would not address him in his current situation. His right. tablet would, would have been addressed, assuming that he was either still with the group or Sophie was the one that defected. Or right, right that makes sense. It said it was Josh that was the one that defecated, yeah. defected, yeah. defenicated, <laughs> defenestrated, defenestrated <laughs> while defecating, defenestrated <laughs> while defecating and defecting. Too many D words. The def the definition. I don't know. I think it. I think it seems like it would have been either one or the other yeah. of them. It, Aunt Agnes's house, not both of them. So yeah, kind of like what and the tablet we, said is probably not what it probably has nothing to do with his current situation. Well, maybe, maybe it does, maybe it does. I don't know. But says, um, your head in the game. Who's yeah? Who's to say that he still doesn't We're all in this together, Josh? You know, I mean, Abraham's a sneaky guy. You know, he might have went up to the temple of the sun and like lifted a little boulder up and and put the emblem tablet under it because he knew and like. When Josh came like next week in his time, that the tablet would be there for him. He just okay. That's reaching a little bit, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, we have three very interesting characters Aunt, today. Aunt Gilgamesh, Auntie M, <laughs> Auntie A, it's Aunt Gilgamesh? Auntie a. Abraham, 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 Gilgamesh, Abraham. Aunt Agnes. Sagameshaham. Sagameshaham. So she watches okay. the entire female line, huh? Yeah, well, that's her job. I mean, that's like, well, I wonder how much she gets paid for that. Tasked with, right? Probably not enough. Yeah. <laughs> She's paid in Jade Beetles. 
Jade Beetles, Emerald Town. That's why Josh didn't get one. She actually pawned it. Jade Beetles and Emerald Town. <laughs> <laughs> she pawned it. She sold like it to the, the Octon Hunters. Century. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a storage locker somewhere. I have to wonder, though, if the she who watches is it just like her watching the female Newman line, if it's there's more to it, because everybody... Re- like, at the beginning yeah. of the warlock, everybody's referring to her, take me to test whatever she who watches. It's the subtitle. So I have to wonder if she's watching other things. Yeah, I definitely got the impression that she sort of, there's a more global sense to the to well, her watcher duty. Well, Not when Abraham gave her... Yeah, but when Abraham gave her the Jade Beetle, he said, you know, you hold the future of the human, human race, you know, in your hands. So, um, you know, she's kind of tasked with that is watching over it so um you know she's got multiple multiple things of watching over so it's kind of a fitting title didn't she have the codex too at the beginning uh yeah, wasn't that what she was what she was holding when she was when we had the flashback yeah. when she was running up the stairs yeah yeah she had it i think she was taking she was taking it to gilgamesh i think probably i mean we don't know that but we assume that because we know gilgamesh was the first uh protector guardian guardian was the first guardian of the codex so i, I assume she was taking it to give it to him because it was just finished that makes sense because mm-hmm. abraham clearly couldn't do it himself yeah he was kind of stuck right and if if she got if she was called she who watches just because she watched over you know the newman clan females then gilgamesh would be he who, who watches, watches. <laughs> which is yeah. creepy it's just weird. Well, he is a Especially, crazy you know, homeless guy. <laughs> he looks kind of like a homeless guy. That's true. Yeah. He just you know, sits watches people all day long, so it's kind of fitting. But yeah, you know, there's the whole... So, yeah, she watches people. She's an observer. Yep. Of all time. Yep. So she had a little bit to do with uh, saving Nick's life for at least a day. Yeah, I'm, I was actually surprised she agreed to help. She knew what was going on, though. She knew she had to. Yeah, I think she knew what was going on. She knew what what had to be done. Um, she, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she had a choice. As far as she was concerned, she, she saw it she as destiny. Yeah, she didn't want Perry to obviously didn't want Perry to go too far with it, but you know she was she knew it had to that that Nicholas needed to be saved. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the significance of the maid and the matron and the crone is. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's the discussion it's, point. It's the it's the tri it's the trifecta of of a woman's power, right? Those are your most powerful phases. And most, obviously most women are not all of those things at the same time. So when you join them together, it's sort of the the, the nexus of power. I mean, because without those three phases, you wouldn't have been able to... Yeah, I'd like, you, I'd like to see you take them on. <laughs> We've got a girl going through puberty. We've got a girl going through menopause. We've got an old dried up crone. you want to take on all three of them at the same time i don't think so (laughs) no but i think that's what was required to give nicholas an extra day was all of that power brought together in one place it's the circle of life right it's the it's the continuation of it's the the major steps within a woman's life we got early on in the series with hecate which is interesting to bring that back around Mm -hmm. So yeah, we've got the most, the three most powerful phases of the woman's life together to give Nicholas an extra day. Which the last time we saw okay. that in the series, and also we had, three of the most powerful women. Well, yeah, but in the last time, that's what I was going to say. The last time we saw that in the series, we also had Hecate awakening Sophie. So it's kind of two 
really mm-hmm. large events. Yeah, but she wasn't all three at once either. No, so. but it was a representation. You know I, mean? I mean, well, technically she is all three at once because they were within her. Yeah. And it's kind of like you got you got both yeah. ends of the spectrum. You've got Hecate awakening, so kind of new life, and then you've got saving Nicholas from death. So it's like both ends of the spectrum. Wow. Both of you guys just... <laughs> Where is this coming from? <laughs> Women are powerful, Jeff. Girl I power. Feel like, I know. I feel like I'm going to have a ever freaking heard of the Spice Girls? rally or something. <laughs> well, what do you expect? We're talking about the matron, the maiden, and the crown. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> so it's girl power time. And then the crone, on, and then the crone comes in and teaches yeah. the maiden how to do earth magic. And I understand magic. that, but we're talking about it, regardless of the the symbolism, the three stages of of a woman's life. Um, I mean, we're talking about the power of the three individuals. Specific. I'm saying. If you can see my face right now when I say that, that was. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> it's have, hilarious. But have a, have, <laughs> have a twin of legend, if not the original twin. You have right. the sorceress, and you yep. have Sagagalalalala. She who watches. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that it's a young woman and an older woman and an old, 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 old woman might not really necessarily be. But she made a point. She made a point of pointing that out. I think she wouldn't have done. Yeah. She wouldn't have said anything if it wasn't important. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it's a similar. Was... It's a similar thing to Perry being the seventh daughter of the seven. I mean, there is there is power in certain relationships. There are power. There's power in certain configurations. There is power in the. The melding of those sorts of the sorts of things. He made a point of of mentioning that. And in magic historically, there is there are particular rituals, particular relationships that bring forth that kind of power. And I think that was needed in order to I don't know ignite the scarab with their with their auras, for lack of a better word. But the and that 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 particular thing is powerful. What I thought was interesting was. You know, people talk about swapping out Josh and Sophie, right? So if Josh ended up at Aunt Agnes's and Sophie was somewhere else, would they have been able to save, would they have been able to give Nicholas an extra day? Or was yeah, the no, the I, mixture of the three of them essential? That's a good point. No, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously it works out well for, um, you know, Michael and his, you know, symbolism of, of, of what he wrote there. But... I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that it has to be that that setup. I, I think that it, it literally boils down to the strength of the aura that you're pouring into the end of the beetle. Because, I mean, we we we're kind of theorizing that the, the beetle's been used before, and you know, I, I, would they know to go out and get this the the three stages of woman and the power setting and you know the, these powerful auras and all that. You know, just to ignite the beetle. I don't. I don't think so. I think it. It just simply had to do with the strength of the people that were there, because the women are doing and starting it. But then all of a sudden, you have the auras leaking in of the men downstairs. So everyone is feeding this beetle. It's not just it's true. Every, it, feed it's the true. beetle. Everyone is feeding the beetle. I am um, yeah. feeding the beetle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul is hungry. <laughs> Um, well, I but I do think that the trifecta, the hat trick of the of the three women, made a nexus of power, made it possible for Perry to not just 
feed their auras into it, but start tapping into everything around them. Well, we knew. Okay, but here's the thing with that. Here's the the problem with that. Yeah, it is. Here's the problem with that. Because Abraham knew that she was to give him another day of life, and she had to do that. That was in her. That was in her deal. She knew that all along. Okay. So I think, think that came from Marathu, so you, you actually. Think spe- you think specifically that he knew no, the future it, of Dehumani yes. was yes. that she had to give Nicholas an extra day? Yeah. I because, think that was Marathu that told him, yes, no, not, no, no, not. I understand Abraham. that. I understand that. Let me finish. <laughs> because she, uh, Abraham gave Agnes the beetle and specifically said, you hold the future of the Humani in your hands with this. And it was so that it would end up one day where it needed to be to give that extra life. And he didn't know for sure or not if Josh or Sophie were going to be there. So it had to the, – the ability of the feeding of the Jade Beetle still had to be there regardless of which twin was was present. So I, right. I think it works out well book-wise and, and, and literature-wise and all that stuff, the way it was written and everything. But I think that it would have worked either way with, with the power of, of the aura that's being poured into the thing. So you think that um, I'm not that no, no, I, so you think that the, the 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 specifications about what they were what she was going to be doing with the beetle was specifically that she was going to be giving Nicholas an extra life. I don't yes. think that she, she knew that already. I don't think Agnes knew. Okay. But Abraham did. Yeah, I'm sure. But what did. Abraham didn't know was if it was going to be Sophie or Josh. Right. Ah, okay. And you know it works out well. I mean, you know, with with her mentioning this this matron, um, this maid matron crone thing. I mean, it's just an observation that she made. It's not like she's saying with the power of Grayskull, the three of us women. You know, <laughs> that's not what she's saying. It's not like she's making a spell. She's making an observation of what. You no, know, it reminds me there. of when Gilgamesh said, "The two that are one, the one that is all." At the end of Sorceress, when the swords merged. Right. Where yeah. I didn't yeah. take sure. that as him saying, "Oh, it's the prophecy." I think it was just him making an observation. Got it. Right. It's possible. Well, what? Okay, I never mind. I can go off on a whole completely a different tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could have been. It could have been Josh, Prometheus, and Nikon who gave him an extra day of life. It could if have it was been, Josh that ended up there. It could have been Josh, Perry, and Agnes. It could have been. I think it could have. I, I don't know about Prometheus because he his aura is very not powerful right now because of what he's been Mars, through. Maybe. Stuff. So, yeah, it would have had to have been. You know, the strength of the person is, is of the aura is is what feeds the and beetle. I think you can and, pretty much swap out Sophia and Josh. Well, what I'm, opinion, what I'm curious I, about I, is if never mind. I, I, I mean, it really is a tangent. I'm just, I'm just curious in, in this context whether to make that sort of nexus of power, it needs to start with three members of the same gender, right? So three women or three men. If it was Josh, would it need to have started with, you know, another um, elder and another immortal? I don't think you, it matters. You know, I don't think I, the sex I, matters. I, don't, I really don't think so. I mean, it's possible, but I, I don't think so. I really don't. Okay. Just, just totally my, totally my opinion. And we may never find out. Probably not. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, the thing. Yeah. It's, it's all. Yeah. It's all speculation. Yeah. It's a good question. It's a good question to to keep in our back pocket for you know if we if we get back on the show we can um, we can we can ask fan questions and that this might be a good one to uh, to toss up. So keep that on your yeah, back yeah. pocket, Rachel. 
I will do that. Well, and it, it could, it's possible that the, the three phases are just a representation of the different steps of knowledge, so to speak, as you get older and the more knowledge you gain. And then we've got the whole instance of then Aunt Agnes that's passing on her knowledge to Sophie. And when she trains her with earth magic, she's kind of Very true. teaching her about the imagination and how that is the root of magic, which I thought was really interesting. After everything that we've been through in the entire series, it just comes down yeah. to imagination. And yeah. we quite literally had that passing uh, when when the witch did it earlier in the series. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, you said the passing of knowledge. I mean, it was quite literal then. I mean, she literally gave her the knowledge. Her knowledge. Yep. Wasn't the the fact that it was all based in imagination referenced when they were in the the car graveyard essentially and um, fighting when when Shakespeare was creating all of those all of the animals. Yeah, there's Wasn't been there several a reference to the places. fact that it was the strong imagination. Well, no, no, he was saying he wasn't talking about the elements when he was talking about imagination. He was talking just specifically magic, you know, the aura of magic in general. You know, not specific element, elemental ah, aura okay. magic. Got it. Um, but, but in the same vein, um, way, way, way back in the Alchemist, Hecate has a conversation. And um, she specifically says that all magic is is just the manifestation of your imagination. Mm. So I mean, we had we've got you know we've been told this through the whole series, and you know it it still came kind of a surprise, you know when when Agnes yeah. put laid it out like that. But you know we've been told all along that magic is just the the uh, you know the, our aura is manifesting our imagination. I think Perry says it at one point too. Yeah, I mean it's it said all the way through the series. Yeah. So I was even I mean I was even kind of surprised when I read it too. So I mean it wasn't like uh, you know, it, that and, and and you know I've seen all the way through there with the imagination thing. So and I was still kind of surprised when she said it. When she said it that way, yeah. Yeah, when she said it that way, I was like I was kind of surprised that Gilgamesh didn't being her sister or her brother and you know how he trained the twins. I'm surprised he didn't say anything at that He's a point. Crazy homeless man. Like if it just didn't cross his mind or crazy guy he doesn't have a mind well, and he can't he can't do the magic so maybe that's yeah, all may, part of it he doesn't true. know maybe he, he doesn't, doesn't yeah. he has no imagination maybe he lost his imagination <laughs> imagination reading rainbow <laughs> speaking of gilgamesh though <laughs> um him and him and agnes 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 Agnes. 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 It's Egbert's wife. Agnes. <laughs> Agnes. Aunt Agnes, not aunt. Um, yeah, they're they're both the first. They're they're two of the first people, right? So they're essentially brother and sister. Right. 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 Agreed. Yes. She sent me referred so, to. She sent me referred to them that way. Right. Um, what yes. makes them? What separates them? From the the mud people that we saw in uh, Prometheus Shadowrun, because I've always wondered that they're 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 you know they're fully formed people and you know they're of the first people and Prometheus says these are the remnants of the first people when he's talking about the mud people too. So you know I, why are they so normal? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I've kind of thought about it at one point because you, you you know we we get a good visualization of visualization. They stole souls. 
they got a good visualization of the event that was happening when Prometheus's aura was sparking out. And all these clay, you know, statues were coming to life and moving and, and, and things like that. So let's think of it like this. Um, you know how like you drop a pebble a pebble into into a little like a pond and you know the waves are or the, the ripples are big at first and then they kind of teeter out toward the edges. We'll say I think it said there was like thousands and thousands of these clay statues around. Well, the closest ones to Prometheus may have got all kinds of his orc power and stuff. And as you get farther out to the edge of the statues, they, they got the least amount of, of spark of life. And maybe those outer rim uh, statues are what the mud people became. So who do you think the rest of the normal first people are? I don't think there are any. I think they're dead. Just You you just think it was... No, I think there was. They were up front yeah, center? Yeah, that's it. That's oh, okay. Just two of them. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's... Uh, they seem to be the last of the of the that, actual first first people kind of thing that, that actually fully formed and stuff. Um, I, I think they the, the rest of the first people lived out what would become a, a standard human... Yeah, life they, they, cycle. Yeah, exactly. Because, life cycle. You know, Abraham and didn't the, grant them all immortality, you know. Agnes and I think, and, and I think yeah, Jeff's on to something because the the um, first people who were closest to all of the auric energy would also then, for instance, their, their sort of higher level functioning and those sorts of things would be more fully formed so that right. um, they could learn and adapt. But I mean, and the other, all of those sorts of things. Scatty also makes a point that, you know, the Humani climbed out of the trees. Um, actually, I think Hecate said that. Did Hecate that. say that? One of them but said But still, it. yeah, but still, you know, they, they, they kind of, it's kind of contradicting through the thing. And I don't know if she was just poking fun at, at the Humani race. Like she could be just making fun of us. Cause she really despises Humani. You know, she, you know, she even says, you know, she's like before the Humani grew sophisticated, you know, in the first, so that she really despises us. And she may have been poking fun at the human race, mm. you know, um, yeah. because she clearly knows what happened in the, in the, um, you know, the, uh, the earth Lord city or, you know, the unnamed city. Maybe she just doesn't like Prometheus. Yeah, no, clearly I don't think she does. I don't think she likes Humani. And, um, you know, she could have just literally been been, been making fun of when she said that. A but red herring, as yeah. it were. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. So how about Gilgamesh kicking butt back on oh. Dan Vitalis, huh? That was, that was, that was fabulous. A little, that's a little unexpected from our creepy homeless that guy awesome. that yells at pigeons. Exactly. I'm just assuming he yells at pigeons. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I was unexpected. kind of awesome. That out of his yeah. character. I, I mean, mean, it sort of ties into his role. You know, it makes him seem more like, you know, the protector that, you know, he. Yeah, that he's kind of um, supposed to have been. But obviously yeah. now, you know, with his shattered mind and everything, um, you know, he's not. But, you know, or what the protector he once was. Mm-hmm. And I think that was because he got so close to right. Arthur when he was protecting him that he yeah. felt and like I he lost I wonder where he was when that died. happened, you know? You would think he would have been there at the battle, but, you know, in, in Prometheus's vision or Prometheus's memory of, of, the, uh, of the happening, 
you know, where where um Kernunos kills um in Palamedes. I said Palamedes. You said Prometheus. Oh, did I say Prometheus? Oh, I'm crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, Prome- uh, Palamedes. Yeah. <laughs> Pally. I said old Pally. Pally's memory of of um you know Kernunos you know striking you know down the who we assume is is King Arthur. You know he doesn't really mention Gilgamesh any at all, but obviously they're they're friends. You know because he knows him knows where to find him. You know drives a taxi yeah, right there's to the, him. There's, and there, there's, the, there's the implication that Gilgamesh was Merlin as well, and if yeah. Merlin was already indisposed before Arthur is killed. Right. Depending on which version of the legend, you know. Right. And I wonder when um, we see Gilgamesh, you know, fighting all these Anpu and stuff. Is that before he uh, he lost his aura or after? Well, because he yeah, seems younger. Because sure. it sounded like that happened. It sounded like it happened when he was made immortal. No, but it I hasn't. Don't know exactly. That's ever and yeah, if he was, and if he was Merlin, I mean, he had to be able to do magic. So maybe his aura just dissipated. Uh, yeah, that's possible. Or you know, just it depends on you know what what they considered to be magic. Then you know what I mean. Yeah, and there's also he, there's yeah, also he, the he, I mean he was still you know yeah eight, whatever thousands of years old at that time. So I mean, he you know. probably had elder technology that they thought yeah. was magic. Sure. I mean, on an outside sure. kind of an outside theory. What if Gilgamesh still has an aura? Okay. He just forgot how to or use it. Or he just chooses not to. Well, the only problem with that is is where people can see auras and things. It's not like something you can mm-hmm. turn off. I mean, Perry can mask hers, but she still has, you know, it still she still has the color. I mean, maybe he went her. insane and like, you know, cuz one of the things that's in, there there is a, you know, one of the myths of one of the Arthurian myths is that Merlin refused to do magic. Right. He could, but refused to. So right. maybe that ties into it. Could be. That would fit in well, actually. And I, I, I mean, if Gilgamesh was Merlin, I wondered if something that happened with Arthur was the thing that finally pushed him over the edge, not just his age, but some inability to help or change or oh. something. Yeah, I believe it specifically said, isn't yeah. it? It specifically said yeah, that, that, so. that after, yeah, in in the in the warlock, it specifically. I think Agnes is saying it, that you know uh, the loss of of Arthur was too much for him to handle because she knows where he is, and you know she knows he's okay. That's why he's he hung like, out in Britain this whole time? Yeah, he won't leave. She says he won't leave. Um, he won't leave where oh, he's at. That. I guess I'm going to have to rewrite that passage. I don't remember that specifically referring to Arthur. So, my bad. Yeah. Uh, well, and, I mean, you have to assume something happened because Gilgamesh and Aunt Agnes are the same age. I mean, if they're she both first snapped. people. So, why? She would be crazy. Yeah. yeah. It could yeah. also have to do with, you know, because we, they, we were told they it was thought. like a botched, a botched yeah. immortality spell, too. So Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah. you know, Flamel says... You know, when they when they first meet him and stuff, that his, you know, his, his immense age is why he's insane because he just you know his mind has fractured or whatever. But uh, you know, we it's probably not the case, no. Because Agnes is fine. Just Agnes is fine. Again. Well, he may not even know. You know, he may not know. Yeah. But Agnes is fine, and she's the same age. I mean, it's all I Abraham's mean, fault. You know, yep. In Everything. um, in 
the alchemist Flamel didn't even know how old the codex was. So, you know, he's 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 kind of ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. He has no he clue doesn't know what's, what's going, going on. on. How did he become the hero of this story? How does he have all the exactly. secrets? He has no idea what's going on. Uh, the codex. But yeah. Abraham knows Speaking what's going codex. on. He oh, wrote the codex. Much better segue than mine. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> Um, I win. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We know Abraham was collecting the knowledge to put in the Codex, the arcane knowledge and, you know, all that stuff. And so that was what? That was one of the reasons why Prometheus and Zephaniah were sent to the to the unnamed city, right? Right. For, for knowledge, right. So for Abraham. when did she start destroying the uh the the ancient uh knowledges and stuff you know it's a good question i'm thinking was it, it was after, after the destruction of 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 Danotalus, that okay. at that point she started believing that what what had been that this knowledge was was uh destructive right was not helpful right based on what happened i have to wonder too if everything that happened prior to that like with almost losing her brother, you know, to the whole Auric thing and the unnamed city and all of that probably didn't help either. No, and no. It probably all compounded. Yeah, I'm sure. To the point. Which is why at some point she probably gave up her eyes to be able to see the future. Right, yeah. to be able to know. Yeah. She probably wanted to know what Abraham knew already. The point in why he was doing what he was doing. Yeah, Exactly. Because, I mean, for a while he had them just collecting all this stuff, and, I mean, they knew he was writing this book, but they really didn't know, other than the general, it's a compendium of the world, you know, like, in the history. Yeah, they, they yeah. might have thought it was just, like, an encyclopedia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think they really had any idea what kind of information was being put into this book. Right. And, you know, uh, obviously Gilgamesh and um, Agnes... You know, they knew because they you know stood by his side when when he first started writing it. So, I think that really the only other ones beside him that maybe know everything right. that's in it. Yeah, you think the witch was a little uh, a little jealous of that fact, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I get the impression she kind of had a crush on Abraham. Yeah, that's what I kind of felt like too. Back in the Nameless City, when talking to uh, Prometheus and stuff. Yeah, it kind of felt uh, felt like she idolized him almost. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why she started destroying yeah. technology. That infernal man. <laughs> Hell hath no fear. Hell hath no fear like a six-fingered man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that is the weirdest thing. I was not six fingers. Six yeah. Fingers. yeah. Six fingers. That's odd. Is there some kind of mythology for that like that um, I'm sure there. It means you're smarter or more no, powerful, or no, I'm sure there's something that he's drawing that from from mythology. He killed Inigo Montoya's father. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he had he six did. fingers on his right hand. On both. Although they never said whether he had six fingers. No, he not. Maybe he, he only has six fingers. Like he's a like he's a ninja turtle. He's only <laughs> three only on each hand. <laughs> 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 we never thought about it that way. Is, I think he said true. six fingers on each hand, if I remember correctly. But 
love the idea yeah. of being a, of being like a turtle. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you think he was born that way, or do you think it was part of his mutation into the change? Um, no, we don't. We don't have a clue. We don't know what he is, and that just kind of adds to the mystery. The, the mystery. <laughs> the mystery of it, you know, it just adds to the mystery of of uh, of what, not who, but what Abraham was, because you know it kind of sets him apart from from everything else. You know, having has six fingers, and I don't think it was part of his change. It, it's possible, but I don't think it was. No, I think you're right. I think it's something about who he is and where he where he came from, ultimately. Right. You know, before he was yeah. undone with health. And I'm not really convinced he's an elder per se. No. No, I, I think he's older than Elder. I think I think he, he came from somewhere else and has been on Danotalus so long that he was absorbed as an elder, but that actually he came from somewhere else. Right. He is just a big mystery. Mystery, mystery. He's just a big ball of crazy. He should have won a most of the ball of mystery. He is a big ball of crazy. <laughs> mystery. <laughs> and people fear the unknown. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. The, the golden statue, why do you, I mean, it's interesting that he's becoming a, a a beautiful statue rather than some a one of the more grotesque, grotesque. seeming yeah. mutations that other elders. Well, are and we don't know we don't know if um, how the the person's aura, I guess their aura collar maybe, or the purity of their aura affected them in the change either, because you know we know he was a pure gold. And then, you know, his aura was just basically seeping into his skin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It was almost like his aura was consuming him, kind of, or like hardening around him, kind of like Sort of, Mars sort of like Mars did, did yeah. Well, maybe that's where Zeph and I got the idea. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But still, it's interesting because the, I wonder not just about color, but about purity, as, as Jeff mentioned, that the, something about a tainted aura, you know, the people who had been experimenting, for instance, right. one way right. or another, had what could be seen from the outside as more grotesque sure. uh, mutations, right? And so that maybe that uh, that changed, those experiments changed their aura as they went, and that maybe that ultimately contributed to their their kind of mutation, their kind of change. Right. Because you got to wonder what Bastet did to... <laughs> End up like a cat up with a cat head, you know. <laughs> Karma is was not nice. <laughs> or Anubis. Cats and dogs. Yep. <laughs> now, do we get any glimpse of what? Obviously, we know that Isis and Osiris's uh, they they were not affected by the change, and it's probably because they spent little to no time on Danatalus, mm-hmm. the actual Danatalus. Could be like a radiation like thing, you know. Just the people that are affected by it were people on the island. But um, what was uh, – um, oh, gosh. Attends. What was his his deformity? Was the elongating of his body and, and, and things like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, why – I guess my question is kind of like Rachel's. Why do, do some take on like animal – changes and things like that and others aren't affected in the same ways like it's like how does the change affect people why does the thing the change affect people differently i guess would be the, mm. the question and yeah affects some and not others and right like we look at um arapanop who is a uh, you know spider and um 
And then you got Hecate, which seems to be completely normal, except you know she cycles with the with the day. Um, and then we, you know, we've got the witch, nothing. Uh, Mars, nothing. Prometheus, nothing. You know what I mean? Well, I guess yeah, Prometheus could so argue that his tallness, because his beard is the change. His beard. Yeah, yeah. was the witch his nothing, or was well, her the age witch? It's her age. Yeah. Well, I don't know because didn't she cycle through young, old, and yeah? I wonder if she. That's just yeah. It's like she. she, she yeah, she like chooses that to look like because like. when they're they're talking, she's talking with Isis and Osiris. She she changes back to the the beautiful young woman that she was, and then back to the old lady. Um. So I don't know if that's her change or not. Oh, see, I, it, I read that as sort of as sort of artifice, as sort of a, a, a magic to to make a point to them. Not, not necessarily yeah, yeah. that she and could do it. Yeah, all, you know, stay that way. Um, I don't know. But, I, I think that's I just kind of her. Yeah, I think that's just kind of her persona, you know. But, it, it, but still, the you know aging, you know, I mean, it's not really like being turned into a gold statue where you know you just have to, you know, for the rest of eternity, you know, stare out of unblinking eyes. I mean. Or turning into a spider or a dog. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you look at, like, Mars and Prometheus, and they were, like, they were the warrior types. Right. Which, I mean, that may mean that they didn't spend Mm -hmm. as much time on Danutalus, maybe. Because they were always off doing things for Abraham. And And we don't know what's under the green man's mask. True. Also, I'm not, um, like, Chris and Time Tavel, the thing that that makes my head hurt is trying to sort of chart out the relative ages of all of the, all of the elders, you know, who's, right. who's older than whom. And it, it, does that have something to do with when the change hit, when it didn't, you know, if it has something to do with the Island as we're speculating, if they right. were young enough that the change wouldn't have kicked in before the Island sunk, did it not, would it not have kicked in for them? You know, all of those yeah. so, trying to chart out who's, who's older than whom. It's the thing that makes well, you, you you have a good example. You have a good example of that uh, age thing immediately when you look at Anubis and Bastet because Anubis is Bastet's son, but yet they both have the same type of change. Yeah, and I think I think some of it has to do with the type of experimentation that they did. I mean, Anubis yeah. right. experimented with Anpu, and what does he do? He turns into a dog, you know. So. You know, I definitely think, yeah. I agree. I definitely think that has something to do with it. So I wonder what a 10 was doing with really tall men. <laughs> 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 I don't know. So anyway, I think that's yeah. probably about as, as much as we got on, uh, what is it? Aga Meshaham? <laughs> Saga. Saga Meshaham? Saga, yeah. Saga Meshaham. Saga Meshaham. So, yeah. <laughs> Saga Meshaham. Saga Meshaham. With with as much information as we've got, you know, that's about as, that's about as best we can we can determine. And you don't know what I got. I can't I can't let Hitman JLS down. You know, he seemed kind of upset about the whole, you know, f- fiasco of uh, of lack thereof. It was just not enough. There wasn't enough. You know, he definitely doesn't know what I got then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on the next episode, we'll be talking about uh, Bastet and 
I guess it's gonna be past Bastet because didn't we cover Bastet? Future Bastet before, yeah. so it's gonna yeah, be past Bastet that we got the yeah. glimpse of yeah. in the Warlock and um, Anubis and a ten. So the kind of keeping it all in the family there with our next episode. <laughs> Please, everybody, go over and vote for us on the uh, podcast awards. Uh, all of the information that you need is located on the portal. It just takes a minute. You know, follow the links. Uh, I don't know if it vote every day. Yeah, I don't know if it takes. <laughs> I don't know if it takes the um, email verification or not. I think they sometimes like randomly send out an email verification. So you got to use a valid email address. And um, please just vote. As, as much as you can every day, every uh, every other day, every day of every other day, and yesterday. So please remember to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can vote for us on uh, Podcast Alley or uh, give us reviews and comments and or comments on uh, iTunes and or Blueberry.com. Um, I hear that Blueberry is not updating our feed uh, very regularly, so we're trying to work on that. But um, if you want contact any of us you can send us an email at awakenings at flamels-immortal-portal.com or any of the individual portal casters at their first name at flamels-immortal-portal.com that's all for this episode until the next leg gate opens this is jamie jeff sean and rachel signing off This podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter, resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. Let's get this party started. Are you coming up? <laughs> or out? Well, that's coming too. out. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out. Well, you were already I late, so I figured you were pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going on the bloopers. Just so you know. <laughs> A reason why in the Danutalis parts of the Warlock there is no mention of the Sun and Moon twins is that Joss... Joss... <laughs> sentence again. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> a reason why... I keep, I'm like, Joss Whedon. Why do you is think Sagaganag Agnes <laughs> is so well... Sagagnus. Done. Done. I quit. Sagagnus. Why do you think Sagagnus is so well protected? It's twice. Protected. <laughs> <laughs> she has the Fidelius charm and everything. She does. Very well protected. Oh, she has a shotgun, too. <laughs> Muggle weapons. <laughs> Muggle weapons. Shotgun. That's awesome. You know it's going to suck. <laughs> And Jack says, um, I think it is said this I think that it said the same thing that let's read again. worked for me. Obviously not. I was trying to segue into passing knowledge to Sophie.
Got it. Training her. In- we are segueing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's do segue warning. <laughs> let's have a segue. Warning, segue coming. <laughs> Segway coming. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, segway. <laughs> segway. Now I just don't even want to. Segway away. <laughs> Let's get this potty finished. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>